Welcome to Graceaholics. I'm Veronica. And I'm Courtney. And today we'll be recapping, reviewing, discussing Season 2, Episode 9, Thanks for the Memories. Which is a song. Yes, it's just not spelled the way Fall Out Boy spells Thanks for the Memories. How do they spell it? It's like T-H-K-S... It's like really oh. weird. It's like really weird. Okay. So I feel like Shonda was like, let's let's use the common English language and just spell it out. True. True. Yeah. Cool. So I, and I love that song. Oh yeah. Well, I love Fall Out Boy. Yeah, I was just jamming in my head. <laughs> uh, what are you drinking over there? I mean, for those of you that don't know, we've been chatting a good half hour before the podcast, and I'm already halfway. Done with my favorite vodka orange crush. Ooh. In a skinny bottle with 7.5% alcohol and some carbonation. Those look so good. It is like an orange crush. I feel like all I need I is a sonic them. ice. <gasps> oh, I'm going to do that next perfection. weekend. Perfection. Yes. Yes. What are you drinking? You're drinking something new over there. I am. So I went to BevMo and I just grabbed this four pack because I loved the can that it was in. It's like super hot pink with yellow and white. And it is uh, from the 101 Cider House and it is Sour Cider Cactus Rosé and it has cactus pear, basil, hibiscus, lemon peel, zero sugar and probiotic and it has 6.9 percent alcohol i didn't realize how much alcohol was oh my god that's a lot of alcohol and it's healthy well you know what i mean like probiotic i thought that zero sugar i am loving that i thought that it was like just the standard like beer like four or five percent if that i'm loving huh my best decisions have always been with more than seven percent alcohol (laughs) <laughs> and it only has 125 calories in it and it's vegan so what it it's has... keto friendly what it has okay because we love the keto lifestyle I, don't, um... I have no idea i'm just reading the <laughs> the back of it i don't fucking know i don't even know what keto is <laughs> it's not filtered and it has 100 percent pressed juice how come this doesn't say how many calories oh you know what though this is Produced and bottled on Atlantic Avenue in Virginia Beach. This is legit Aww. from the town. <gasps> I should send you some. You should. I'll pay you. But yeah, it says born amazing. on the beach with 100% <gasps> corn vodka. Corn is a carb, so I don't think this is keto friendly. I don't know what keto means, so probably not. Uh, but yeah, so I need to send you some of these. Holy shit. How awesome I is that? that. Their Christmas is coming up. It is indeed. Yeah. But first, if we were releasing these episodes every week, it would kind of align with the actual holidays. So would it you would. Like... Yeah, it's crazy, right? Would you like to share the Netflix description before I start the monologue? Yes. It says the Thanksgiving holiday is more difficult for the interns and residents than any of them are willing to admit. 
and yeah this was a ride of an episode it was there was a lot happening and then there was a lot happening but like not a lot happening at the same time yeah it was more like a lot of the interns did have some struggles and uh they're kind of avoiding the holiday which i don't blame them the holidays are not easy for everyone and sometimes no trauma and you know not everyone gets to spend it with their loved ones or whatever but I think that the way Meredith handles it is <laughs> the most unhealthy way, but it's also like, I get you, girl. Right. Same with Christina. She, uh, she's on another level this episode, <laughs> but I love her and I'm here for it. Oh, I was actually having a discussion with John. I was like, oh, sometimes I think I'm Christina. And he's like, sometimes I think I'm Christina because she hates everyone. Oh, he was complaining about how Sunny was where he was at and I was like yeah I know I'm over here like it's the sun is out like shine on me you know and so he's like yeah I hate the sun I hate people I hate things and I'm like oh my god you do sound like Christina wow he's just straight up not having a good time where he's at huh no he's not yeah I'd, I'd be happy there but whatever I know I would love for you to be happy there I would love that I like Virginia I'm good. I'm good. All right. Okay, let's uh, hear the monologue. Just a reminder that we do have an Instagram and a Twitter account. You can follow us on both at Pod. All right, so the opening monologue says, Gratitude, appreciation giving thanks. No matter what words you use, it all means the same thing. Happy. We're supposed to be happy. Grateful. For friends and family. Happy to just be alive, whether we like it or not. The way that you did that whole monologue, I'm like losing it. Like I'm typing, but I can't even like focus on what I'm typing because like I was. I feel like it. I'm listening to it like uh like a motivational speaker. Like I just dropped like two hundred fifty dollars for this lifestyle coaching class, and you're like you're the speaker. I hate myself. Okay, honestly, there is a period every other word, so I figured that's what it, it is. Me. Okay, so I was just trying yeah. to do her a favor and read it the way she would want me to read it, or it could also be that I just finished the alcohol and. I have 7.5% of vodka inside me that still hasn't processed through. I mean, either or. It's I like been it a tough way. few weeks, man. I can't get my shit together. So this is the best. <laughs> this is the best you you have. This is the best you got. So this I is loved it. The best version of me right now. I mean, it took a lot in me not to bust up laughing while you were doing it. Like I was holding it in. <laughs> I know, and I think as soon as I saw you, like, kind of crack, I was, like, doing it even more on purpose. I was like, I want her to, like, bust out laugh. <laughs> I loved it. Loved oh it. Oh, my cheeks hurt. But All this right. monologue is very, like, fitting for the episode since it's, you know, Thanksgiving yeah. and yeah, all yeah. of that, so. Yeah, happy to be alive, which. Yay. Yes. Yeah, whether we like it or not, I mean that's what she says. So true. I mean it fits. All right, hit us with the recap. 
So we open this episode with Izzy in the kitchen trying to thaw out a turkey. She's reading a bunch of books on cooking when Meredith sneaks down the stairs. But Izzy catches her and asks her what she's doing. And she catches on quickly that Meredith was planning on going to the hospital. Izzy tells her that everyone is supposed to be in the kitchen by 9 a.m. to help her make dinner, which like, so she put the turkey in the sink and turned the water on. So clearly she's like trying to thaw this turkey, but it's like 9 a.m. day of like, and that was a big turkey. Yeah. And aren't you supposed to like take it out like three days before? Yes. Yes. I remember last year it like, even though we took it out four days before it still like was kind of frozen the morning of like, yeah. yeah. And that's when you would put it in the water, like that's yeah, when you would exactly. put it in the water and things like that, but you wouldn't start like defrosting yeah. it. That's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Meredith opens the door and finds three men asking if this is where Georgie lives. They barge in screaming <laughs> O'Malley. Meredith sneaks out the door then. George is laying in bed when the men bust through his bedroom door and yell, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, George. George. Yeah, the amount of times that I thought in my mind, poor George, this entire, entire episode. And I know I released that picture early, but because it was fitting for the holiday, because it was just Thanksgiving for us last week or this past weekend. But I had to. I had to because it was just fitting. So I was thinking of that whole episode the whole time. (laughs) Addison and Derek are on the ferry. Addison bluntly says, so uh, I was thinking maybe we could have sex tonight. Derek laughs (sighs) awkwardly and she tells him that she made lunch reservations and then they should just rip rip the stitches. Get it over with. I guess it would be awkward to have sex again after, you know, your wife cheated on you with your best friend. Like, that would be awkward, right? Like, that would yeah. be... And especially because, like, he also was having sex yeah. with somebody else in yeah. between. So it's just like, yeah, so I'm sure it's, like, awkward. And it would honestly probably just be best if they got a little liquor in them and just did it and got it over with. And then I feel like, honestly, the first time's probably, like, gonna be the the hardest the most awkward weird no pun intended um yeah yeah so i don't know i just think that maybe perhaps they should continue to go to therapy and abstain from sex and fix their marriage in other ways before right. they do the ultimate step you know like i feel like that's right i feel probably addison thinks that like because quite obviously she's a very sexual person so she probably thinks that like doing this would actually benefit their therapy because That's true. so I mean I don't think that it would but I just feel like her personality she probably thinks that yeah I agree Bailey greets Meredith in the intern locker room she lets her know that they are working with a temp attending today Dr. Kent she then thanks Meredith for volunteering to come in and Bailey asks her if she's not a fan of Thanksgiving and Meredith tells her that she doesn't have a whole lot to be thankful for, which eh, you have a lot to be thankful for, girlfriend. You have a job that pays enough. Yes. You have friends that clearly are there, whether you, you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. You have a home. 
I think she she's and she's not. essentially like living like her dream job like yeah. it's not just any old run-of-the-mill job like this is her dream but you know what it is she doesn't have her mcdreamy that's why <sighs> she doesn't feel like she can so she's basing her like life based off of mcdreamy and because she can't have him she's like my life the sucks. drama Like, that's high school shit. Like, get over it. I know. It really is. (laughs) Bailey finds Dr. Kent and introduces herself. He is very rude and tells her that he doesn't need his ass kissed. He just needs to tell her what to do and have her do it. He tells her that there is only one resident he wants in his OR, and it's a guy that they call the Nazi, and asks if she knows him. Meredith smirks, and Bailey gets smug. Dr. Kent says that he's heard that this guy has a stellar rep and balls the size of Texas. (laughs) Bailey says that this sounds like an impressively talented man and he asks her again if she's heard of him and she says no and Dr. Kent tells her to work on smaller cases I love Bailey for this oh yes oh yes I I love her smugness this entire episode like yeah hashtag fuck the patriarchy 100 percent back at meredith's house the three men who are george's dad and brothers are ushering him down the stairs and telling him that there's a turkey out there with his name on it izzy stops him and asks where he's going and george explains that every year they hunt shoot and kill a helpless slow-moving turkey so i thought why not research while turkey hunting and if that's still a thing apparently it's a dying tradition my family hunts turkeys every it's a year. dying tradition though it's like it's still like obviously available in some areas but it, it really is because a lot of people focus more on deer hunting oh well yes that's my family's yeah. jam so i just wanted to give you some nutritional facts about wild turkey wild turkey breast it's not the good portion of 3.5 ounces has only a uh, 163 calories protein of 26 grams one gram of fat uh cholesterol is 55 milligrams and uh yeah basically it is low in cholesterol and it definitely has bad fats there's no steroids antibiotics or any other man-made obviously chemicals to spoil this organic uh meat you said it tastes bad it is very gamey and it has a very strong flavor it's not good i do not like wild turkey or like bear and some other things i'm not a fan of i love deer i love bear bear is so good Mm. i've had bear here i think it's like really strong like it just has a very strong flavor. Oh, it didn't taste gamey the one I tried. But a little fact: so turkey hunting is an honor tradition among sportsmen that dates back to obviously pre-colonial area, America, not area. Um, native people dependent on wild turkey for food, tools, and ceremonial decorations. Among native tribes across the continent, the wild turkey played a crucial role in their existence, and you can find them in every state except Alaska, as well as in Canada and Mexico. They're actually one of the most challenging game species to hunt, um, which is why you need um, a keen eyesight. And then you have to, what do you call that? The turkey call. You have to use a turkey collar or whatever. Um, Mm. So apparently you have to watch out for their sounds and movement from a distance because they're usually along with um, other turkeys and they're also avoiding predators. And they can sense the slightest movements, which is why a lot of people kind of have a hard time hunting them because the slightest movement in the trees or whatever, and there goes your damn turkey. Um, So you need a lot of patience. So there goes my chances of trying (laughs) to hunt turkey. (laughs) 
they can actually run nearly 55 miles per hour yeah they are Holy fucking shit. fast yes yeah so I, I was reading and i was like oh hell no i'm done i would never be able to hunt a turkey but mm-hmm. just some fun facts about wild turkey hunting thanks to this national wild turkey federation website nice Back at the hospital, Meredith and Bailey meet their first patient, a man named Holden, who was brought in from a nursing home. Bailey asks if he's in the garden, meaning, is he a vegetable? The nurse, who happens to be Olivia, good old Olivia, Mm -hmm. tells them that 16 years ago, he fell into a persistent vegetative state, which is um, PVS. They reference PVS a lot. He's there because he fell from the bed while being turned over by the orderlies. Meredith points out that he needs to have a laceration stitched and a CT to roll out inter- oh my God, intracerebral hemorrhage, contusion, or cerebral edema. Bailey tells her to get to it, and if anyone asks, she's off looking for the Nazi. <laughs> Meredith gets to work on Holden and is speaking to him. She tells him that she would give anything for his kind of serenity. Holden opens his eyes and then looks right at Meredith. Meredith rushes off to find Bailey, who is working on a burn patient. And she tells Bailey that she thinks her patient opened up his eyes and looked at her. But Bailey insists that he couldn't have been looking at her. Meaning she, he just opened up his eyes. He wasn't actually looking at her. Like it was a reflex. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that that first comment that Bailey made was very insensitive. Where she says in the garden. Oh, I've heard that somewhere else. And because I didn't know what it meant, they had to explain it to me. It honestly might've been Randy. Somebody had to explain it to me because I was just like, I don't understand what you mean. I I feel like you're in the medical industry. You you should have better ways of. I feel like it's time to retire the vegetable. Yeah. Wording vegetables like are good, right? I just feel like there's no reason to continue to, yeah, call a human being a right. vegetable. Like, that's just, yeah, I hate that. I hate it. Maybe we should come up with something and then like spread the word. Yes, I like that idea. We'll have to brainstorm for a, for for a new word. <laughs> Christina and Burke are at Meredith's house. They ring the doorbell and Christina tells Burke not to mention Montgomery Shepard. Izzy answers and starts telling Christina that she's late when Burke peeks his head around the corner. Izzy stops mid-sentence, clearly surprised at his presence. Christina says, what was I supposed to do? Blow off my boyfriend for Thanksgiving? I tried. He wouldn't blow. He's like something sticky that won't blow off. I love her. I love her. I love it. Izzy says that he is going to ruin Thanksgiving. Burke asks then if something is burning and Izzy rushes off to the kitchen. Oh my God. Meredith finds a Derek just as he's leaving. He says he's 20 minutes late to meet Addison. She asks him for a neuro consult, but Derek looks over Holden's chart and says that he can be discharged. Meredith explains that Holden opened his eyes when she was examining him. And Derek says that that is normal. Certain reflexes are preserved. Meredith states her case with him, saying that she is sure that he was looking at her. Derek insists not, but then changes his mind and agrees to help. I feel like he's struggling here between Addison and Meredith. I think that's his, like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, stay and work with Meredith or go and have fun with Addison. And yet he still chose to stay and work with Meredith. Burke and Christina are in the kitchen with Izzy. It's a mess and Burke finds a pot with some badly something badly burned in it. Burke looks at Izzy and says, you've never made a Thanksgiving dinner before. Christina jumps in and yells, you can't cook, Izzy. 
Izzy insists that she's a baker, but she's seen her grandmother cook a million times. Christina says, okay, that's it. If there's no food, I'm going home, (laughs) which same. I mean, it's funny though. Like either you're a really good baker and not a good cook or you're a good cook and not a really good baker. I don't feel like me. I feel like you you have to be like, to be good at both. Like that's a miracle. I'm not good at either. Brandy is good at both. Wow. Yeah. No, I feel like I'm good at baking with certain things, but like lately my cooking skills are not up there. They're like subpar. I can't bake anything to save my life, but I can, I feel like I can cook things. I think I'm capable in the kitchen i did make a flan and it was after a couple tries of caramelizing the sugar i mean it looked amazing i ate the whole thing by myself the small one good zero regrets good i'm jealous though i wish that i could have just had a little bit of a taste (laughs) it's custardy so if you don't like custard (gasps) no i love custard yeah next time you're in town Burke tells her that he's got this and jumps into action and he begins to treat cooking like surgery. Christina says, I'm going to need liquor. Lots and lots of liquor. Same girl, same. (laughs) Okay, so I, we don't have to do this right now. I was just, I didn't know where to put this, but I do have some Thanksgiving injuries research. All right, since, first of all, let me just say that Burke treating cooking as a surgery is really fucking annoying. Okay. I, okay. I think that it's good because it does help Izzy understand. Okay. Because whenever you're teaching somebody something, you have to teach them in a way that they're going to be able to understand and comprehend. I thought he was just trying to cook. No, I think that he was trying to teach Izzy and that was a way that he knew how to teach and she would also be receptive to. Obviously, she made it to be an intern. So like. She obviously learns good that way. So I liked that they were treating it like a surgery. I didn't. But here are some top um, injuries that were uh, in 2020. Obviously, we don't have the 2021 data. So some technically we're going to skip COVID because that's not really a Thanksgiving injury. Burns, knife injuries, food poisoning because people don't put away their food right away. (sighs) Yeah, car accidents due to a lot of alcohol, right? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, sleepy drivers and alcoholic-related accidents are what spikes up during this time. So, I thought it was interesting that sleepy drivers were involved in about a hundred thousand crashes a year. That's oh my bit. god. Sports injuries. So apparently, some people like to uh, play some kind of football after a big meal, so that can cause yeah. Over-exertion. Have you no. have you never watched Friends? Yes. No. Yes. No, I, I just can't possibly move after Thanksgiving meal, let alone think of playing a football game. And in one of my other websites, it said that some people were playing football games. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about this in a second, but a football game with a frozen turkey. That's heavy as shit. I mean, I'll put a pause on that because that happens. Um, and so that's like the top injuries for Thanksgiving. And then we have the weirdest injuries. And that's where I come in. This is taken from modernnurse.com. So the first injury uh, that happened was uh, waiting in line for Black Friday at Best Buy. And the person suffered from hypothermia and possible frostbite. (gasps) Second injury happened when a husband is admitted to the ER after exhibiting severe drowsiness and unusual behavior. 
found to have been ingested by powerful sedatives, apparently intended for in-laws. <laughs> I fucking love it. The third one was a patient that sustained severe burns to the face and neck after attempting to glaze a ham. He admits to having substituted alcohol, a match, and a massive exhale for a culinary use approach blowtorch. Oh my god! So, yeah. Um, this middle-aged man uh, suffered a minor head injury because his family has decided to play a football game in which all men competed using a frozen turkey, as I had mentioned a few seconds ago. How heavy was the turkey? I mean, I'm assuming if it's for a family, at least 20 pounds. Right. Like, that's heavy as shit. Could you imagine trying to throw that back and forth? Frozen? Right. (laughs) Could not be me. Patient arrives in the ER. This is case number five with multiple fractures caused by a fall because they were attempting to decorate the exterior for their home with holiday lights. Um, they didn't have a tall enough ladder. I feel like that was me earlier. I was just going to say. So <laughs> we're going to skip through that because that might give me some some anxiety <laughs> when I go fix my lights. Uh, six, days and slightly paranoid young man arrives with a clear signs of blunt force trauma. Eventually confesses to having attended Thanksgiving at his girlfriend's home, whose cousin is also his girlfriend. <gasps> Oh my god! I'm almost done. Patient number seven arrives in the early afternoon after unexpectedly losing consciousness, no prior health issues. As it turns out, patient has been fasting for several days so as to make more room for Thanksgiving seconds. That's not how that works! I love this. And last patient that I thought was the weirdest injuries of all. Um, It's not the weirdest, but um, the last one is a patient arrives complaining of severe stomach pain and apparently had symptoms found to be a result of overeating. And patient wants to know if it's still possible to receive a dinner tray prior to release. Oh, no. <laughs> I am here for this. I love it. Oh, and my then God. Underneath that, it's like kind of like a blog. Underneath that, there's like two extra commas, and it says that the patient came into the emergency room with a stab wound to his hand. When asked how it happened, he said, I was trying to get the last turkey leg, and I didn't ask. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, these are fucking wild stories. So, I thought I should share them with you all. I love that. I love it. Cheers. Oh, my God. Back at the hospital, Derek is checking in on Holden. He explains that there is no way Holden was looking at her. They must have been responding to external stimuli. Holden's eyes open then, and Derek gets out his light and asks him to follow it, which he does not. Meredith says, okay, I know you're late for something, so. And then at that time, Derek looks at Holden and finds that his eyes have shifted to look at Meredith. He tells her to keep talking and walk around the bed and Holden's eyes follow her. Derek is amazed at this. He pulls up Holden's scans and begins looking at them. He tells Meredith that Holden is not PVS, which is the persistent vegetative state, which is a chronic state of brain dysfunction in which a person shows no signs of awareness, that Holden is actually minimally conscious. Meredith asks how nobody could have noticed. Derek explains that Holden is in a regular nursing home, so they just... And Meredith jumps in and says, missed it. Derek says that there is one thing to be thankful for. They might be able to wake him up. And I was very curious about this um, case. 
So I did uh-huh. some research on the main disorders of um, consciousness, and it's apparently coma, vegetative state, and minimally conscious state. And so um, my research talks about, like, what is a person in a vegetative state? What could happen so they can open their la- eyes? They can wake up and fall asleep. They have basic reflexes, like a blinking when there's a lot of noise, um, their hand, withdrawing their hand when it's squeezed. Um, but that a person that has a minimally conscious state after being in a coma or vegetative state um, can have can be due to a brain injury. And depending on how severe the brain injury is, that can kind of tell us how responsive the person is. So it did say that in most cases, a minimally conscious state isn't usually a permanent state, but it um, it can be kind of permanent if it lasts for more than many years, more than several years. Um, and they have to do an extensive testing to assess how awake they are and how aware they are before they can confirm it. But some of the um, reflexes are, which I thought was really interesting, they can respond to voices, which is why I wanted to incorporate that because that's exactly what happened in Mr. Holden's case. Right. So, Right. I thought that was very interesting. So verbal response to a command and voluntary movements in a response to a command and something that can show uh, whether that person's awake or not. And they do a test called the Glasgow Coma Scale. And that's how they assess um, if like, so there's different levels. So eye opening, verbal response and voluntary movements. So in, in each of those categories that they will respond in the lower the number, the better. Okay. Yeah. But I will make a remark on his rehabilitation whenever we get to that part and whenever he does awaken because everything so far is good until we get to that point. Okay. Interesting. So we see Alex in the intern's regular hangout spot. He's listening to his voicemail, which is full of messages from Izzy asking where he, when he is going to be there. And it seems that he's studying. Um, he has books and notebooks and things all laid out. Poor George is in the woods, decked out in camo. He's on the phone with Christina. She says to him, I'm the one in hell. Burke's found, Burke's gone all iron chef in the kitchen. (laughs) Get your ass back here and save me. Which I thought was interesting because like George and Christina don't really like mingle much. So I I thought that there, that this interaction was a bit odd for them. Like, why wouldn't she call Meredith? Maybe she did, and she just didn't answer. True, true. George replies with, I'm in the woods with shotguns and liquor and car talk. It's like deliverance out here. Christina asks him how she's supposed to get through the holidays without liquor. Same. Same. How do you get through the holidays? I mean, especially when you have to deal with, like, in-laws. Well, right. I don't deal with them, but I'm just saying, like, if I had to, like, I mean, even if I don't deal with them, I I survive based off of all... I survive life based off of alcohol do i have a problem no i mean i just like to have like a beverage like on thanksgiving i had a margarita that didn't have very much tequila in it and then i had a beer at my friend's house like just you know a little celebration i had four pumpkin spice beverages which those sounded really good whenever you were telling me about those like i i those sound amazing I have to figure out what else it's in there because I want to recreate them. Yes. And let me know how it goes. Yes. (laughs) So George is begging Christina to come and pick him up. Which same. I'm a city girl. I would be the same thing. I would do the same thing. 
have saved me. I, I don't think do? that I would, because again, like no. I'm not a huge fan of people. So I would love to be in the woods with like just a couple other people. But like to talk just... about cars and. Well, yeah, to talk about stuff that like doesn't. Yeah. Like interest Cause, you. Because the interaction between him and his brothers is it's just they're so opposite, right? Like he doesn't right. really belong in his family almost. Right. Right. Meredith and Derek find Holden's family in the waiting room and we see that Holden's now I guess I guess she's not his ex-wife but I feel like there's probably certain like legal documentation that you go about once right. after a certain point um so we see his his wife ex-wife is remarried and is very pregnant Derek explains that they gave Holden a dose of amphetamine and that should give his brain the push it needs to wake up and that if they are right Holden will be awake in a few hours he also explains that most patients in this situation have no idea how much time has passed. His wife explains that she just got married and they are having the baby next month. She insists that she can't be there when he wakes up. He can't see her. She is freaking out that he is going to wake up and realize that she didn't wait for him. And her new husband states that it took her a long time to move on. Such I have thoughts. Such a complicated situation. I have thoughts. Shame. So... If I was her, I think that I would be most nervous about him seeing me like pregnant, but I 100% would want to be there because the second that he like went into that vegetative state, like she was all he knew, like that was his wife. So for him to like wake up and have nobody around, like that's sad whenever she's right there, like that's all he knew for so many years. So like I 100% would want to be there also what like the interaction that we have with Holden a little bit later I feel like he would have been very understanding obviously sad but I think that he would have been very understanding I think that most people would be understanding because it's just like how do you expect somebody to wait 16 years like exactly. that is a long time especially because you were given a a very grim outlook like you're like he's never gonna wake up I, I think the most confused part I have is the son like why is the son not waiting like that's still his dad like I don't understand exactly. like, I understand the conflict between the wife and the husband and blah, blah blah her feelings but really her feelings are not important right now because what's important is he's alive he's well and while she may have a new life like I think he deserves to know like hey you know you were gone for 16 years like I'm sorry I did not wait for you but I think it's understandable, like you said, 16 years is quite a long time. But yes. why why not his son be like, I don't know, I think it was too dramatic. Well, I think his son probably didn't because his son's only 17. So that makes him just a couple of months old whenever his dad went into the vegetative state. So like he didn't really know his dad so i'm sure that for the son it's weird to be like i don't have a dad and then boom all of a sudden my mom's remarried i have a new dad and then boom oh my real dad is like back so i'm sure it's probably very like conflicting for him but i just didn't like her reaction yeah. because regardless like that was your husband like you guys share a child together you were married at one time deep deep down there has to be still like some form of like appreciation yeah. and love for that person whether it just not be romantic it's platonic like i would want to be there this is so stupid that's all i have to say bailey scrubbing in when dr tent tent 
<laughs> I might as well call him a fucking tent. He's such a Yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> Asshole. So uh Bailey is scrubbing in when Dr. Kent comes up to her and tells her to get back down to the pit. They they are all backed up and she tells him that she can't. The Nazi has her on back at Meredith's house. The doorbell rings and Christina answers. It's Joe and he introduces her to his boyfriend Walter. Christina looks and says, "Whatever. Tell me you brought liquor." Joe says, "I brought pie, pumpkin." Christina says, "You're a bartender." Joe asks, "Did you bring scalpels?" Uh, okay. Which I I get Christina here. I would expect the bartender to bring booze, to Some be honest. Good as booze, too. Like, don't give me no fucking, like, $19, like, $19 vodka. Give me, like, that nice premium vodka, you know? Like, $29 yeah. vodka. You know, you have a fucking bar. Also, I I think I do like pumpkin pie. Um, So, because isn't this the part that, like... She was asking where the fucking liquor was and she couldn't fucking find it. And so she tells. Yeah, she yeah. was like going through the house, like opening up cabinets. She's desperate. I'm desperate. Like, I think she needs like a sip of wine. She has a problem, which I understand completely. Like, <laughs> I think the other day before I like stocked up, I was like, oh, my God, I have no liquor, no wine. I'm like, I am going to die, which I didn't. Obviously, I was being very dramatic like Christina, but aren't we all a little bit like Christina? I don't think that I'm like Christina even a little bit. I think that I am the exact opposite of Christina. Well, you must be my polar opposite, which newsflash. I am. Yep. I am. Yep. Meredith is sitting in Holden's room and Alex stops by. He asks her why she isn't at Thanksgiving and she asks him the same question. And Alex sits down beside her. She tells him that she feels like one of those people that's so freaking miserable. They can't be around normal people. Like she will infect the happy people. Like she's some miserable, diseased, dirty ex-mistress. He tells her that he failed the medical boards and that if he tells Izzy, she will be nice about it. All supportive and optimistic. As Meredith gets up to leave the room, Holden wakes up and he says, hello, is somebody there? Meredith grabs his hand and assures him that she's there. Derek comes in and is talking to Holden about his condition. Holden asks if they've reached his wife yet, and then he asks how long he's been out. He insists that Meredith is the one to tell him, and Derek leaves the room. Okay. I have a problem with this scene. Okay. Okay. So according to Merck Manual's consumer version, I don't know what this is. This is an app. Um, Merck manuals.com the vodka is getting to me um so what i thought was interesting is that because he was in a vegetative state like he i didn't really see i don't know maybe you saw it like they're supposed to have some some kind of like tube in their nose for like nutrition i didn't really see he it did not have that no um and i'm like well maybe i missed it but um well, but maybe they took it out upon bringing him to the hospital because he had to have like scans and stuff so maybe they like took it out for that i don't know how that all works but no he did not have a feeding tube so technically they're supposed to have a feeding tube where they're also given drugs through this tube um some problems that may result from long-term vegetative state or minimal minimally conscious state is pressure sores um, contractures blood clots, or damage to the muscle and nerves which Derek shepherd does mentions some of these issues but basically what i read in a couple of um 
websites is like they're not supposed to be completely fully conscious that quick like it takes time to like recover your voice it takes time to actually like come fully to term like there's a process i mean especially with him being 16 years in this common state like it doesn't happen like that quickly like there's a recovery stage so i thought that was interesting clearly obviously like especially the movements um but uh yeah he seemed to be completely fine which was like uh no sir that is not okay um so it does mention this article does mention amorphine and amandatine and sulpidib i don't know ambien ambien to be able to sleep um and they put, usually put minimally conscious people in with these drugs so i thought that was interesting that he was just like okay right away when you're not supposed to be okay right away i did think that that was interesting because he like woke up and was just i mean he looked like he was in pain like he was uncomfortable but other than that he was like completely fine he was like talking and just like i don't know i thought that it was weird but i let the research up to you because i was just like well maybe it's normal but i was just like if it's not she'll find it (laughs) no it's like you need like physical therapy and like therapy for everything really because it's like your brain is like asleep and then all of a sudden it's not so it takes time to kind of readjust that and so it's not supposed to be that quickly like honestly that the fact that he was like talking normal and just being able to have a normal conversation was weird <laughs> right right yeah. not true get it together shonda <laughs> back at meredith's house and burke is still directing izzy on what and how to cook it really is being treated like a surgery christina says that she has had enough and grabs her coat burke goes after her and she tells him that it's weird that he's making friends with her friends and that she's just going to the store to get some liquor George is still out in the field with his family. Finally, a turkey walks by. His brother goes to shoot it, but George tells him no, because their dad said that they aren't leaving until he shot a turkey. So George fires and shoots the turkey. Good job. (laughs) Derek and Meredith begin an MRI on Holden. They find that he has an epidural hematoma from when he fell out of bed that morning. Derek is telling Holden about what they found and informed him that they can operate, but it does come with some complications. And we see Christina, who did not just go to the store for liquor, and she is taking patients at the hospital. I love her. Yeah, me too, but she kills me. I know. George is rushing to get him and his family out of the field when his dad notices that he forgot his hat. He's heading back to grab it when George's brothers fire off one one last shot for George shooting the turkey. A gun goes off too soon, and we hear George's dad yell. George looks and screams, you shot dad in the ass. Are you happy now? What are the odds? That would be me. I'd get shot in the ass. Or I'd shoot someone in the ass. Like, if you and I went hunting, I'm sorry, Courtney. I think I'd be okay. I wouldn't shoot you in the ass. I would accidentally. I know myself. I have such bad luck. I would be like, oh, I would shoot my own self in the ass. (laughs) I could see that happening. I could see that. Yes. Yes. love that for me love that journey for me we see george and his family at the hospital then his dad is laying on the bed in the trauma room and his brothers are goofing off with the equipment george gets to work on his dad so i um had a consult with my husband because <laughs> he's worked with guns for the last 20 years and he's always hunted he grew up hunting and things like that so he is my gun guy every time i'm doing like true crime cases like 
watching stuff and there's like guns involved I'm always texting him like would this be possible I'm sending him pictures of the guns and stuff and he gives me all the details I'm here for it so I was surprised that his dad was just like it doesn't even hurt like he's completely fine like talking like everything is fine and I'm just like bro you just got shot so I asked my husband and he says that what they used was birdshot. And what it is, is there's 200 to 400 BBs per shell. And once it's shot, the velocity slows down as the BBs disperse and the BBs will go under your skin, but not deep, like barely in the muscle at, especially I'm going to say that their dad was probably because Randy said at least like 25 feet away it slows down exponentially. And I would say that his dad was like 25 feet away. So he said, essentially what it would feel like is you getting stabbed with a whole bunch of needles. Like that's what it would feel like. And he said that at first you probably like, wouldn't feel it. It would just feel like pressure. And then it would just like kick in. Yeah. Yeah. So he said that upon pulling them out, his dad would be in a lot of pain so oof so it's okay that so it's kind of normal that he was like oh i feel fine for now yes yes but he would definitely need some pain medication to help him through the removal process especially depending how many there were i mean 200 to 400 depending on how close the shot was actually to hitting him like that could potentially be a ton of bb's (sighs) just preparing myself myself (laughs) holden is updating meredith on his decision to go ahead and have the surgery he's learned that his family has moved on and so should he which is sad but you know he seems to be accepting of it at least like he's not he doesn't seem like hateful or holding a grudge like he seems very understanding of the situation good job holden Christina is assisting Bailey on a surgery. Christina asks her why she's working on Thanksgiving. And Bailey says that she likes getting the extra practice and she wants to get in as much as she can before the baby comes. Her husband isn't thrilled that she's working on Thanksgiving, but she says that he isn't a surgeon, so he doesn't get it. And we see Christina's face here. She's shocked that Bailey's pregnant. And Christina is only the second person that she told because she told Weber, obviously. So I thought that that was like a sweet little moment that she felt yeah she felt like safe enough with christina to tell her so yeah yeah. bailey asks you and dr burke (laughs) to which christina replies yes and bailey says he would have made a good father which i do believe that i think that burke would have would be a good dad i i do think that uh okay because I look at Derek and how everybody worships him and I'm sorry, but he was not a good dad. So, well, I don't think Burke would be a good dad either. I think, uh, I think like he would be there, but I don't know. I feel like he'd be too strict and just kind of not fully be able to let go with his kids. Cause I, I think you have to let go with your kids, right? I don't know. I don't have kids. Yeah, I think that you do, but I think the way that he tries to almost pressure Christina to let go, I think I think that he would he would be a good parent. So I had high hopes for him. I think that the best dad in the series by far out of anybody. No. No, I think Owen. 
A hundred percent. I think that Owen is an incredible father. 100%. He's the best dad in the series. I think Sloan was a good dad when he had his own child. I don't think he was obviously. Yeah. I think that he was an okay dad. I think that he, he was, was hands on. I'm not saying that he wasn't. I'm saying he was a good dad. I'm saying that the best dad in the series is obviously Owen. All right. I'll come back to you when I have my opinions with alcohol. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Meredith is scrubbing in late on Holden's surgery and she looks up and sees Derek taking off his headlight and the nurses start CPR, but it's clear that Holden wasn't able to be saved. She's back in the intern locker room when Christina and George both walk in. George looks at them and says, oh, this is beyond bad. (sighs) Meaning that, you know, nobody's there at Izzy's Thanksgiving, but also like how sad for Holden's family, you know? Oh, like that it was it was really sad but at meredith's house at joe and walter are saying goodbye to izzy and i do feel bad for her she's sitting at a dress at the table with burke and all of the beautiful food like it's a beautiful it spread good. it looks yeah. good yeah I yeah like, okay burke tells her that he's not leaving the table until the hostess does which here i did really like burke because he he was very supportive. He wasn't Dr. Burke this episode. He was very much so a human being. That's true. So like, I I really, really liked him here. And he's giving Izzy the utmost respect, even though, t- I mean, technically he doesn't have to because he's her superior. So like he can treat her however he wants to, but for him to say he's not leaving the table until the hostess does, like, I thought that that was really sweet. I know. And I think they did such a great job together. cooking. They really table. did. I mean, for not being defrosted three days ago. I mean, I know injuries were caused by, I mean, because one of the biggest things when I was researching turkeys is the biggest thing is when they deep fry turkeys and they're not fully defrosted, that's what causes a lot of the fires. Yes. And then I got engulfed in this like TikTok where they show us like a whole bunch of, anyways, a whole bunch of injuries caused by not fully defrosted turkeys being deep fried. But since they didn't deep fry it, I didn't really include that in the research. I like all like deep fried turkey weirds me out like even if it's fully defrosted like it still weirds me out like I don't want to put a whole ass turkey in a deep fryer like sorry but I don't want to do that that's scary to me I want to say one year whenever I went to the neighbor's house for Thanksgiving I'm pretty sure her husband did it now the turkey was like completely thawed there was no incident or anything but I remember the temperature because it was weird because you're deep frying it. So the outside was done, but the inside wasn't. And it's just like, it's very tedious. So I just. So do you cook it on, in the oven after you deep fry it? No, I think it's like a temperature issue. Like you have to deep fry it at a lower temperature and wait. Like it's a, it's like a, I don't know. I don't, like I don't know. I'm sure it's good, but like I never tried it. <laughs> never had a chance to me either me either george and christina walk in and sit down george tells izzy that today he committed bird murder and touched his dad's ass that he gets extra points just for showing up christina pulls out wine and it's clear that izzy wants to go off about them being late but she stops herself and says let's just eat meredith and derek are sitting on a bench outside the hospital derek gets up to leave and meredith asks do you love her He comes back and sits down and says, I don't know. Meredith tells him it's good that he's trying. 
She gets up to leave and says goodbye, Derek, which is obviously a loaded statement. And he says goodbye, Meredith. Meredith is caught looking through the window of her house by Alex. Alex asks if she's going to go inside and she says no, but he should go ahead. He asks if she's sure and Meredith says, yeah, go make her happy. Which this episode, it was very much so like Meredith and Alex friendship. Like he was open and honest with her about failing the boards. And then he was willing to not go inside, but to like make sure Meredith was okay. Like, I'm telling you, that's that's her person. That's always been her person. I think so too. Whenever um, I was watching the scene with them sitting in Holden's room, I kept thinking of you saying like, Alex is Meredith's person, not Christina. And I was just like, that's so true because she felt comfortable enough with him to tell him how she was feeling about being miserable herself. Like everybody else just assumes, obviously she's miserable because of the way that she's acting, but like she actually confided in him. So I, I definitely agree. Yeah. That's, I mean, and even then that's when Alex is honest about his feelings and how he's doing it's mm-hmm. only with Meredith. There's no one else. So they're each other's person. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Derek shows up at his trailer and finds Addison sitting on the porch waiting for him. She tells him that she waited and then asks if he's done hurting her back. And he sits down beside her and they kiss, which was a passionate kiss. So indicating that they're going to have sex. Meredith (laughs) Meredith is sitting at the bar when a man comes up to her and asks if the seat beside her is taken she asks him if he works at the hospital and he says no and she tells him that the seat is not taken and that is the end of the episode she basically said I'm open for business well I don't blame her I think that he's very handsome I always liked him I never had a problem with him Are we ready for the closing monologue? Let's see if I can get through this. I am. I am. Maybe we're not supposed to be happy. Maybe gratitude has nothing to do with joy. Maybe being grateful means recognizing what you have for what it is. Appreciating small victories. Admiring the struggle it takes to be simply, to, excuse me, simply be a human. Maybe we're thankful for the familiar things we know, and maybe we're thankful for the things we'll never know. At the end of the day, the fact that we have the courage to still be standing is reason reason enough to celebrate. I liked it. Through, I messed up a couple times. I liked it. It reminded me of how you say like let's let's celebrate the small wins, right? Yeah, yeah. Small wins, man. Yeah, because you just have to celebrate the small like today i was celebrating because i actually remembered to charge my ipad it's the little things i mean or otherwise you had to print like 13 pages i know that was me the last three weeks two weeks weeks. three weeks yeah (laughs) but i finally remembered to charge it today so it's the little things yes heck yeah so the next episode is season two episode 10 much too much so, I don't remember this episode at all, so me either. Really? Um, you remember. usually know like you're usually like, oh, I remember this one. I'll have to do some actual research or some actual <laughs> watching. I don't remember anything, so but please follow us on social media at Graceaholics Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Anchor or Spotify. Answer our polls. We have polls going on. Uh, wish our poll be this week. 
I think I on one, I think on one episode I'm like, do you still like Dark Shepherd? <laughs> yeah, because we want to know. Yeah, we want to know. So let's see. Is it awkward to have sex after not? I don't know. That's kind of an awkward one. Oh, do you like Thanksgiving? There True. Might, there might be some people that don't like Thanksgiving, especially because it's culturally like one sided. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to make a more conscious effort to um go with just turkey day because like beyond like you know you learn about thanksgiving like what second grade or something like that but beyond that like we never treated it as like oh this is the day that we give thanks it was always just like we're here for the food so i'm trying to call it turkey day and do research and learn about the real history behind it and you know be educated so well, I just don't, don't like how, you know, in school you're taught one thing and then the truth actually comes out. And so I just, I like to make more informed decisions. So I, I told my kids I don't celebrate Thanksgiving day. I celebrate eating a turkey. Yeah. Turkey day. Like that's what I, I was calling it turkey day for most of the day on Thursday, but you know, again, for 31 years uh, it's been Thanksgiving so it's just like I'm I'm trying it was so funny though they were like you don't celebrate Thanksgiving I was like no I'm grateful every day and then they're like oh so do you eat turkey I was like well if I'm invited but other way other otherwise it's a different it's just another day like it's right it really is just another day day and they're like yes so and then I made sure to say because I don't know if I have indigenous Native American um, students, so I, I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, happy Thanksgiving!" I'm like, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope you have a great. If not, I hope you have a great Thursday and a lovely long weekend, because honestly, that's what I'm here for—the lovely long weekend right. that I did not do anything but enjoy myself, and I did not do any fucking work. So good, good. I brought good. it with me. Doesn't mean I did anything. So I'm Don't. grateful for our friendship and. <gasps> Since we're about to finish our Thanksgiving episode, even though this will be probably out in December. True, very true, but it's fine. We're rolling with it. We're going. Hey, we're just two folks trying to make it through. (laughs) That's accurate. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and joined us with your favorite beverage, whatever it may be. And we shall see you in a couple weeks. Want to say bye to the people? Bye.